You are listening to another episode of Love and Kobo, a podcast about life, love, and money. I am your host, Takora. guys so we are at episode number eight and we are still in the month of February and I'm going to give a shout out to my cousin for this episode how it came about was that we were discussing my last episode and we were talking about making a list about the characteristics that you want in a man and we were talking about how our list changed over the years so it got me to thinking about the list that I made before I found my husband Like a true accountant, I save every document. Last night, I started looking for the list that I made and I found it. There are two things that I find interesting about the list. The first thing is that I wrote it in February of 2014. I guess every February, I tend to think about love. Another thing that's interesting is that 2014 was the same year that I ended up reconnecting with the man who is now my husband. So I find that very interesting. To give you some context, In February of 2014, I had just ended a relationship that I thought was a complete waste of my time. And I was disappointed because before that relationship started, I thought that I had really put thought into the person that I was dating. And I thought that it was, at the start of the relationship, I thought that it was one that would be very promising. So now that I was at the point of having just ended it, I felt like I just wanted to reassess because I asked myself, how did I get in this predicament again? And by again, I don't mean the same situation, but just why was I in a predicament again when a relationship did not last? At the same time, also, I had been seeing a lot of videos and posts about writing things down and making them happen, about writing your intention for your life, and about even writing what you will want in a significant other. So I said, I don't have anything to lose. Let me actually just sit down and assess what it is that I want in a person and go from there. Now, the list has 29 items on it. So I'm going to split this list up into two episodes. Today, I'm going to go over the first 15 and then part two will be the remaining 14. Number one, able to support and sustain himself financially and emotionally. Now, number one came about because the guy I was ending a relationship with was literally homeless. And now I understand that everybody falls on hard times. So don't look at me sideways and saying that I left somebody when they were down. No, that was not the case. See what happened was this. When I met him, he was telling me how he had a job. He was living his dream because he was a creative. So he was saying that he was living his best life pretty much. He had mentioned that he was living with one of his uncles, but he didn't say why. He just said that he was living with his uncle and that how he was helping the uncle out. So he made it seem as though he was helping the uncle financially. I had just moved out on my own for the second time from my parents' house. And he wanted to help me move into the apartment. Initially, I was going to pay movers to move the stuff from my parents' house into my new place. But he said that he wanted to help me. He got a U-Haul. He carried my stuff on his own into my new apartment. So I said, that's really sweet because this was at the beginning of our relationship. I don't even know if we were even official yet. That part, I don't know. But either way, he said, you don't have to do anything. Don't pay any movers. I'll carry all your stuff. I'll rent a U-Haul, all that. I said, well, that's really nice. 
this guy's impressing me. So he helped me move into my apartment. So after he helped me move in and I was saying goodbye, his face looked kind of downcast. And I said, well, what's wrong? So then that's when he said, yeah, um, I remember I told you I was living with my uncle. I said, yeah. He said, well, I'm actually homeless. I said, what? He said, yeah, I don't actually live with my uncle. I've been driving to his house every night, but I've been sleeping in my car. I said, what? Because mind you, he had been whining and dining me pretty much four to five times a week until then. So I said, well, then what are you, like, how have you been taking me out? Where, like, how is this even possible? And he said, yeah, I've been putting on my credit card and how he wasn't working at all. I said, but I thought you said that you were freelancing and things of that nature. He said, well, I just get a gig every now and then, but no, I've been putting stuff on my credit card and I've been sleeping in my car. So I said, oh, wow, that's, you know, I'm sorry to hear that. Well, maybe we should not continue this further if you need to get on your feet. Like, I don't think that we should even be considering dating right now if you're saying that you don't have a place to live and you're not working. I don't want to be a reason to put you further in a bind, especially if you're saying that you've been financing our dates on your credit card and you have no way to pay it back. I think that what he thought I was going to say at that point in time was, okay, you should move in with me. That is not what I said because I was somebody that I never wanted to live with somebody before I got married. Just because with the childhood that I had, I never wanted to just go straight from my parents' house into being married. I knew I needed some years to just kind of get my head together. And then number two, I never, I definitely was not going to have somebody live with me rent free, even if I was okay with living with somebody. So he said no, that he wanted to continue dating. And then he went and, and left. So as you can imagine, things got weird after that, because I was not going to be okay with him paying for dinners, knowing that he didn't have any money. And I wasn't about to be the one paying for dinners either. I just thought that as I told him that day that I moved into the apartment that we shouldn't date at all because to me it's more important for you to get your life and your stuff together. I would not be worrying about dating somebody if I didn't have a roof over my head and had no income. So things kind of dwindle out on their own after that. He kept trying to stay in touch with me and I think he thought that I would eventually fold and let him move into my house, to my apartment, but I didn't. And luckily enough, we had a mutual friend. I later found out that before he met me, he had come out of a relationship where he had lived with a woman. And that woman had sustained him financially until she got tired of it and decided to end things with him. So he had moved in with an uncle of his. And so he was now, before he met me, looking for somebody else that he thought was well enough to do so that he can move in with again. I didn't know that. Luckily, even without knowing that, I wasn't going to let him live with me. But so that was the number one factor in me creating number one on the list, which was able to support and sustain himself financially and emotionally. The emotional part was important for me also because I had a boyfriend that literally would cry on the phone with me about six out of seven times a week. And to me, there's nothing wrong with a man crying. So it's not about the display of emotion. It was the fact that in that particular relationship, I was an emotional crutch for him. And most of the relationship was, and in that relationship, there was a lot of emotional manipulation. So if I disagree with something or didn't want to do something, then he would get to crying. And I just 
did not want to be in that type of situation again. Number two is practices personal and oral hygiene. Now this is self-explanatory why it will be important, but that was important to me that the guy take care of himself. You bathe daily, you brush your teeth, you do things like that. I just wanted somebody to take care of themselves, especially if we're grown adults. So your hygiene should be important to you. Number three was is gainfully employed and earns a consistent paycheck. It kind of ties into number one about them just being able to sustain themselves. But I had also been in a relationship with a guy that that lost several jobs in a short period of time and he just didn't want to work. So I wanted to be with somebody that was able to hold a job really for um, a long period of time and not have like a shady employment history. Number four is has a sense of who he is and does not base his life's decisions on what's hot right now or what his friends are doing. So this again was another one birthed out of a situation that I had been through that I didn't want to be through again, that I didn't want to go through again. So I had a boyfriend that literally wanted to change his legal name because somebody that he knew changed their name. So there was some guy in his church that he was close with. The guy changed his name legally. And so he said, oh, I want to change my name too because this person changed their name. Like your whole full name that your parents gave you, you want to change because somebody that you know changed their name. And even on a more basic level, anytime that we went out to eat, the waiter would bring our food and then he would ask the waiter to take his food back when he saw my plate. So say if we're both at the Red Lobster and I get um, shrimp linguine and then he gets the Admiral's Feast. Once my food comes, he'll be like, take the Admiral Feast back and give me that shrimp linguine just because I got it. So then we got to the point where we would go to restaurants and he would ask me, what are you getting? Because I want to get the same thing. So everything that he did was based on what somebody else would do. Even him wanting to pursue me, it was because his pastor at his church told him that he thinks I was supposed to be his wife. Obviously, his pastor didn't know what he's talking about because I married somebody else and it's not him. I want to be paired with somebody that is confident in who they are and knows who they are. That's important to me. Number five is has a sense of humor. And that's just because I like to laugh and I just want somebody with a sense of humor. There's no nothing really behind the scenes about that. It's just something that I wanted. Number six is believes in and practices monogamous relationships. His cheating is one of my deal breakers. Number seven is has an adventurous spirit and enjoys trying new things and going to new places. I didn't want to be with the guy that never wants to leave his hood because I wasn't in a relationship with somebody that just didn't want to do anything, didn't feel like they wanted to see the world, didn't care what life had to offer, and I didn't want to be in that situation. I knew that as a married woman, I wanted to do new things and have new experiences in life so it was important to me that whoever I was with wanted the same thing. Number eight is exhibit strength during adversity. Number eight came because I felt as though in my relationships I was always the strong one. People always looked to me to be the one that should know what to do when times were tough and to me while that makes me feel great that people respect me enough and believe in me enough to make good decisions. If I'm marrying somebody, I'm not marrying you because I want to be the one to make all the decisions. I'm hoping that you also 
bring to the table your own ideas, your own solutions. And not only that, I know that I'm strong, but me living on my own and things like that were just things that I needed to do for my own self. It wasn't because I wanted to run my own household. That's not something that I want to do as a wife. Yes, I want to be able to support myself if I need to, but in me marrying a, a man, it's because I actually I actually am interested in what he brings as a person. I actually want to know his thoughts, his opinions, and if he has things that he wants us to do as a family, I'm all for it. I don't want to just sit there doling out instructions. If a robber comes to the house, you're looking at me like, are you going to handle that? Like, I, <laughs> I want the guy that I'm with to also um, be able to stand up in times of trouble. Number nine is desires marriage and wants to have children. So I didn't want to be there trying to date a guy that didn't want to marry or have kids and try to convince him. I wanted the person to want the same things and therefore there's nothing to argue about, nothing to convince somebody about because you already want those things. Number 10 is encourages me when I'm down and is a cheerleader for my pursuits. So this was important for me because I had been in situations with people that discouraged me or tried to pull me down even further when I was down or tried to dissuade me from things that I actually was interested in doing or goals that I had for myself. So it was important that whoever I was with did not do those things. And obviously I also plan to do the same for them. Number 11 is a good communicator who understands the importance of talking things out. Again, similar to number eight, where I talked about exhibiting strength during adversity because life is going to bring you adversity. Life will also bring you arguments and disagreements as a couple. So it was important to me that whoever I was with could talk it out. And it wasn't somebody that just shut down or ignored problems or tried to run from them. Uh, it was important to me that whoever I was with could talk it out so that we can resolve whatever issues that we have and move on from them. Number 12 is has a kind heart. Now, I can be tough if I have to, especially working in a financial profession, in a male-dominated profession. I can have a tough exterior if I need to have one, but on the inside, I'm a kind person, I'm a generous person, and the people that I love, I will do anything for you. So if I was going to be vulnerable enough to be a wife, it was important that whoever I agreed to marry had a heart like mine in terms of their kindness, in terms of caring for other people and especially caring for me. Number 13 is someone who will grow with me and create new memories together. So I dated somebody who was older than me and pretty much just wanted to be a dad. Like all he cared about at that point in time was becoming a father. He felt that he had lived all that he wanted to live. He just wanted to be a dad. And for me, I don't feel like I'm at the end of my life. So I wanted to make new memories and there's a lot more that I wanted to do in life other than just becoming a mom. So it was important to me that the person that I married still felt like they had growing to do and that there was still life left to live. And they wanted to make new memories with me and they weren't just content with what they had already done in their life. And then now marrying me was just the closeout and just, they just had their kids and that's it. Number 14 is gets along with my immediate family, especially my little sister. So this one was important to me because I'm very close with my immediate family. I do have a large extended family, but my immediate family is the core. 
And my little sister is my heart. And it was important to me that whoever I'm with is able to gel with those people. Number 15 and the last for this episode is takes initiative and enjoys planning dates and things for us to do. I didn't want to feel as though if I didn't plan things that nothing was going to happen in our relationship and that everything relied on me making plans and suggesting things for us to do. It's important for me to feel as though the person that I'm with cares just as much in that regard. So those are the first 15 items on the list. I'm going to go over the remaining 14 on next week's episode. As always, if you have any questions, comments, or podcast ideas, podcast episode ideas, send an email to lovingkobo at gmail.com or DM me at lovingkobo on Instagram and subscribe to this podcast so that you get updates when each episode uploads every week. All right, guys, later.